Autumn, thanks for listening to You're Not Your and Chair, where our goal is to show you that your problems in life don't have to define you. And I'm Nick. <laughs> Back as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your intro gets better and better each you know I, I thought about getting it better this week I, I think i kind of fell back you know this week i kind of slipped a little <laughs> i thought it was great i'll work on it for next week all right <laughs> it's your homework <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a busy week yeah busy week i'm trying to think of like how what we even did it was just so busy like think between last time we recorded and now it's just like we get so caught up in our kids' lives. Like, yeah. I love it, though, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like through COVID, I've, one, like, gain from COVID for me has been that, like, I feel like I've got to know my kids a little better. Yeah, you we, think? Defi- we definitely are, like. A lot f- more family-oriented, like, like, we do things. The five-some, you know, we just, like, go everywhere and do everything <laughs> together. Yeah, we do. So, I mean, it's like. Like it would be easy to divide and conquer, but I, I mean, I want to be there for hockey practices and, you know, you yeah. for dance competitions just to support the kids. Yeah. So, I mean, we usually, like, Monday, Tuesday, I'm like, okay, it's so busy, so busy, you know, starting off the week. And then it's like, well, it'll kind of taper off and slow down. And then Thursday, yeah. Friday, and it's busy. And then here we are. Mm-hmm. You know, end of the week and weekend everybody has off work so then it's like chaos of like <laughs> you know like the sports and then the family stuff and friends and hanging out and yeah. the kentucky derby was this week yeah no luck except for alice took second alice so took second so yeah we all pick horses and <laughs> and watch the derby together and it's, and it's always a, blast. It's a good time yeah so it's pretty fun and getting together with friends is always fun. And yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So. So. Let's just. Uh, let's, go right in. Well, last. Right in. So I got oh. a couple questions on. There was a part where I. Last episode where I mentioned. Um, having to go downstairs to get milk. And so there is a couple of people that were like. You didn't tell the story. What happened with that story? So. I feel like before we get into things. We kind of need to tell that story. Well. I think you need to tell it because I wasn't there. I didn't. I know, but milk. you know the way my mom's house is set up. So, yeah. well, I, mean, I mean, you just have you have flight of stairs down into the yeah. basement. Yeah. So, our house, my mom's house, is a a rambler, but it has like an upstairs. I guess they could call it bonus room or whatever. Yeah. And then it has the basement, and like most homes, they had a fridge in the basement that had like extra, you know, extra. Some food. people have in the garage, but you yeah. might have it in the basement to start out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the only one home. Had a bowl of cereal, pour it on the counter. What kind of cereal was it? I don't even remember. It's been so long. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I didn't have milk. I opened the fridge. There was no milk. I know my mom always keeps milk downstairs. So me being the stubborn person that I am, I was like, I'm going to get it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Crawled down the stairs. With a gallon, like to get the gallon of milk out of the fridge, didn't realize once I got to the fridge that I was sitting on the floor. So how was I supposed to reach the <laughs> you, milk? You're usually like shorter to to start out with yeah. being in your chair, but like now you're on the floor. Yeah. So milk's probably you know second, third <laughs> shelf from the top. Yeah, so. it was. So I had to like 
brace myself up, like kind of push myself up onto my knees. I can do that on my knees. Just I have to hold on. There's no way I could do it on my own. So I'm like leaning on the fridge to get this milk. Finally got it. But then another thing that didn't run through my mind was how am I going to get it upstairs? <laughs> like one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like when I go downstairs, I go forwards. I drop my feet one stair, scoot down. Like, drop my feet down the stair, scoot my butt it's, down. It's not quick by any means. No, and then when I go up, it's kind of the same thing. Scoop up one stair, pull one leg, pull the other leg. Scoot up one stair, pull one leg, pull the other leg. So this included having to pull the milk each step. <laughs> so. But... Foot, foot, milk. Butt, foot, foot, milk. Butt, <laughs> foot, foot, milk. You, you, you make it work. You figure it out. Yeah. So. so it's it's not like a crazy, crazy story, but it is one of those stories that you just don't think about, and then you're like, oh, well, it'll be fine. I'll just crawl down there. You know, it'll be fine. And then I got upstairs, and I was like, Phew, this bowl of cereal was better well, it, be freaking worth it. And you could have, like, easily like, got down to the bottom of the stairs, you know, been on the floor, opened the fridge, like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Milk's up there. Yeah. You know what? I'll get the cereal dry. <laughs> <laughs> and just went back up. Nope. Got that gallon of milk. You were stubborn. You're this far. You might as well. Yep. Put in the extra work. So. So that's my milk story that we didn't elaborate on last week. Yeah. But I was, <laughs> hey, I, I wanted to, I want to shout out to everybody who like reaches out to. I mean, I I don't get as many reach out as Autumn, but like you know that like really like love the yeah. podcast and like. It really is nice to hear that what, you know, really what Autumn is saying, you know, I, I chime in here and there, but like it kind of helps people and that's the yeah. goal of this. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not you, here to just tell you about my life and tell you, and I, I don't think that I'm perfect in any way. I don't think that I have it all figured out by any means, <laughs> but I do feel like there's a certain sense of like me going through this. There's something to learn, you yeah, know, there's. There's always something, like, I think we can gain from each other by listening. And this yeah. is just our way to kind of broaden our yeah horizon of, you know. Yeah. That we may not have, like, shared this with everybody. No, and this is not, like, my wheelchair stuff is not a topic of conversation usually. Not that I'm against, like, talking about it. But I think people don't really know how to ask or, you know, it's not really the first thing that comes up. And. In conversation. And I guess this is a way to be, like, selfish and talk about ourselves. <laughs> I mean, that's not why we do it. It's the, just a unique situation. The reason why we do really. it is to kind of, like, hey, if we can, like, talk for an hour plus and you can gain a little something out of it or yeah. just, you know. I, I've realized that I've really loved documenting these things because as I'm, like, writing down things, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, here's a short version of my story. But then as I'm going back and really, like, putting myself back in that place in my life, I'm kind of, I'm remembering things and I'm, you know, like it's putting memories on a recording. I mean, I'm sharing it with everybody as a podcast, yeah. but I'm kind of documenting these things. And I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed kind of documenting our story and all of that stuff. For when our when we're you know old and senile, our <laughs> kids are like, so, what the so hell happened I'm, to you? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Can't remember. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that's like supported. And sometimes it takes me a minute to get back on this. Because I I mean, Wednesday mornings, (laughs) like it goes live and a lot of people listen right on Wednesday mornings. 
and then they're writing me and but I'm still working, you know, and I love it. And I love go, having a minute at the end of the day where I can go through my text and read it. So sometimes it takes me a minute to get back. But I I love going through every single text. Like well, and I it's, love it, it's kind of fun to hear the different things that people that connect with people. Yeah. When like it may be this part of the story that they can relate to. And that's really what we're doing is sharing all these experiences we have that maybe we can relate on something. Yeah. You know, and nothing's ever going to be the exact same in my life as it is your life or Autumn's life. And we're all 100% different. So yeah. there's just some things that are relatable. Right. I but agree. You definitely, no one ever knows exactly how, what you're going through. Yeah. And so. And every situation is different. So we thank you for supporting us and hopefully. Listening to the podcast every week. Hopefully we can grow together. And yeah. Giving is, us feedback. I just love it all. And really, it's just a blast, like. Honestly, if we had, like, one listener, I think we'd probably still do it. Because <laughs> I, I have so much fun doing this. Yeah, but it's... I enjoy that other people are enjoying it, too, honestly. Like, I love seeing those messages that, like, hey, I tuned in your pod- podcast. I just wanted to let you know I really love it. And this, 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 you know, like, they usually have a reason or or they a part they liked specifically or, you know, just what they took away from it. I especially like hearing what they took away from it just because yeah. it makes me feel like what I'm saying is actually like resonating with someone. And if you, if you wanted to like, you know, reach out to us and yeah, tell us you like it, like, yeah, we're, we would not be like <laughs> put off by it. No, you know, no, how, no matter how far, like, or how little, like you consider friendships, yeah. like, like, I think we're all friends and we all need to just yep. be more open with each other. So, Agreed. So thank, thank you again. You. Sorry, yeah. rambling on. Yeah, we are that. rambling on. So <laughs> back to what we were. This podcast is mainly Our outline. for. So <laughs> let's. Uh, we're gonna do grab some gains. Yeah. Just jump right in and grab some gains. Jump right in. Um, we're gonna talk about pressure sores today. Oh, pressure sores. It's an the ongoing thing, battle. The thing about pressure sores that everyone like, you know, like what is a pressure sore? It kind of sounds weird. And the easiest way to like, to like strike. How it, like explain it? Yeah. Well, well, no, to like kind of like hit that like this is a really big topic and really important thing for yeah. people in wheelchairs is like, hey, you know Christopher Reeve, that's how he died, and yep. everyone's like, what? Superman? What? Yep. So, but yeah, pressure sores are definitely a really scary. thing. Well, it's scary because the wound starts on the inside. It's a it's a pressure thing from the bone, and you can't feel. That's that's really really how it works. Is you can't feel to know that you need to change positions. A normal person can say, "Oh, my butt hurts. <laughs> I need to. Yeah. I need to move," or they'll just. In the, in the middle of the night, they'll roll over on their own. Or if they are like for me, it's sitting crisscross on the floor. They'll realize that that this pressure hurts on their yeah. foot. I can't feel that pressure and that hurt. So I just sit there and continuously get this this, this pressure where my bone is pressing through my skin. So a pressure sore kind of comes from the inside out. So by the time your wound is open, usually it's a direct straight to the bone, you know, yeah. or it's just very dangerous, very, very dangerous. So if it gets too far gone, I mean, you're going to have wound care appointments and infection and all, all sorts of situations. A lot of um, people that have spinal cord injuries end up with amputees, like they're amputees because, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a toe or your foot or your leg, you know, it, well, there's it just not stemmed someone, from a pressure sore. I mean, once you get out of the hospital, there's not somebody 
looking over your body, making sure, like, there's no one that's going to, like, hey, do yeah. you have any pressure sores? I mean, or, you have like, your primary care doc, but... But you don't, you don't like, <sighs> bring up, like, hey, look over my legs all the time. Yeah, you know? like, there's not really, like, a full body exam like that doctors, happens. <laughs> doctors usually walk in there and you say, what's wrong with you? And you're like, oh, this is wrong. They're not like, yeah. you know, let's just... uh. Look at all your skin on your legs and make sure there's yeah. no pressure source. And, you know, maybe there is, like, this annual thing that I should be having. <laughs> I doubt it, it's, but I, I'm sure I would have heard from my doctor because he's really freaking cool. And, and like, he always, you know, yeah, he's awesome. But it, It's funny to me that, like, you've this is 15 years going on about how, like, there's still some things with to do with blow chairs <laughs> and stuff that me and Adam were like, I don't know. I, <laughs> Is that something we're supposed to be like doing? Do you feel like you need to have like an annual checkup? Yeah. I, do, I, I don't have time. I mean, I know that's so bad to say because my body should come first. But like if there's nothing wrong with me, then why am I here? You yeah, know? Or like you see somebody with like a sweet ride, you know, like wheelchair, like, like all hydraulics and stuff. Oh, and like, well, how did they, how did they go about doing that? You know, we kind of know, but it's just somebody... Have you ever seen a wheelchair that has hydraulics? No, I mean cars. Oh, I thought you were talking about a wheelchair. I'm like, I need to see this. What? <laughs> There's probably wheelchairs <laughs> out there. Like I said, we're still learning. Like that's what's fun about this yeah. whole like journey is like me and Autumn in no way, shape or form know everything about wheelchairs and like there's still things like people are like, So what about this? And we're like um, um, you know, we just kind of wing it sometimes. It you live day to day to day, day like, by day. You like, take it as it comes. There are definitely situations where I need a doctor, for sure. That yeah. I, you know, I have my spinal doc. I have a primary care doc. I mean, when I had babies, I had my OB doctor. I I have doctor, and there's with my spinal doc. He's the one who prescribes my wheelchair every five years. Yeah. He's the one who prescribes my oxybutynin, my my medicine to make it so I don't pee my pants things that really have to do with my wheelchair you know but i mean how often do you go see the doctor i don't usually i call him and leave a message he calls me you know because i have a permanent injury i we know each other personally so if i call and leave a message because you know how you can't just get straight to the doctor at the doctor's office if i call and leave a message and i'm like hey i just need to talk to I, my doctor's Dr. Melville, Dr. Brad Melville in Ogden. If I'm like, hey, I'm just having this situation. Can your nurse or, or Dr. Melville, can you give me a call back and we'll talk about it? Usually he'll call me back and he'll just be like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, we'll have a good conversation on the phone. Obviously, if he feels like it's needed for me to come in, he'll tell me. But usually, I mean, if it's I need a new wheelchair, it's been five years. There's not really much explaining to do. Why do you need to go into the office for that? You know, yeah. or I need a refill on my prescription or or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So let's get back to the, the real the, the main pressure source. Pressure source. So um, one of the stories I wanted to tell you guys was um, I'm going to call it the four wheeler story. <laughs> so <laughs> sounds really bad. No, it's it, and it's not a pressure sore. This was just a case of getting a wound on my foot. Um, this wasn't a pressure thing. This was actually heat. So every. First in the fir- the first week in August, my family has a family reunion um, down by Bryce Canyon, and they have four wheelers. They have you know just it just a blast camping, big grassy area. There's people that bring their trailers. There's there's side by sides people that camp in tents, um, just all the things. Um, so we go there 
once a year. And this particular year, it was before I was married to Nick. So Nick wasn't there. Um, he's been there in past years now. But <laughs> this particular year, we we were dating. We were talking through it all. Did I yeah. send you pictures of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was rough. On another note, we need to, like, maybe on another episode, we only go on a new tangent here, but uh-huh. talk about camping. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Camping is so hard. And I the thing is, is I, I love it. <laughs> but it is so hard. Anyway, so back to the four wheel story. (laughs) So um, I went with my family and it might have even been the first year after my accident. Right before my accident, I had gone. And that's kind of the last pictures I had of me and my family before my accident. Um, So it probably was the next year. I I believe it was, but I could be wrong. Um, I went and it was the year after my accident and... um, I wanted to go on the four-wheeler. I like to drive. If you know, Nick knows that I'm kind of, (laughs) we've gone over that I'm a freak about driving. I just like to be in control. I don't like to feel out of control or if I feel like someone's being too crazy or whatever. I like to be the one that drives, right? If we drive the four-wheeler, I just shift with my foot. Yeah, that's one of the things I was going to say is I can't shift. So I would always just be like, all right, go. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> let off let off everything. Nick shifts and I go, you know. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have a process, but um, I sit on the front so I control the handle, handlebars. And I... I'm I'm very, I'm very concerned about the inside of my ankles because of the motor down there. I can't feel heat. So for me, I like to to kind of like frog leg my legs and let them rest on the front bars. It's definitely a way that you would not picture anybody ever riding a four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to take a picture one time. It, it look, probably looks so stupid, but I don't care. It looks I like somebody care. doing a stunt, you know, like yeah. going off a jump, you know, throwing the legs up over the, the handlebars, yeah. you know. That, yeah, that's so, just how Autumn drives a four-wheeler. Yeah, like. <laughs> so my legs just kind of sit on the front, you know, the front of a four-wheeler, how it has the bars that, that where you could put some sort of whatever you'd want to call it. Stuff. Storage. Stuff. Four wheeler stuff. <laughs> Four wheeler stuff. Um, so I I I don't know if I had shorts on or what, but my leg, my skin was exposed. Didn't realize this four wheeler had been out in the heat and these bars were black. Yeah. So this particular time I probably was with one of my sisters or my cousin Haley or something, but we went for this ride. It was great. I grand everything and I got back and I went to get off the four wheeler. And I pulled my legs off, and they were kind of stuck to the bar. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird, you know. Pull my legs off, look down. And on both outsides of my ankles, giant freaking wounds. Yeah. Giant. So, so not only like a pressure sore, like you can't feel it where the pressure, but like Autumn can't feel the heat. Heat. So her legs were just sitting together getting burned. Like, yeah. Imagine if like you just like grabbed the stove and you're like. Just kept going. Just, just like, kept it sitting there. It, you know? and yeah. So, they, it was so bad. I was so scared. Like that feel, that pit in your stomach of like, oh no, like why didn't I check that? Yeah. You know, like I'm an idiot. There's such a simple thing, and yeah. there's a lot of things in life where you go through and you're like, why did I why just did not I do that? Or check why? that? Yeah. So they took me into the trailer. We have kind of a modulant home, like a, is that the right word for it? Like a trailer. Yeah. A, a larger trailer that stays there. It's, it's not, not when you pull. a trailer at all. Like, I know you guys always call it the trailer, but it's basically <laughs> uh, a modular home. Yeah. Because it never had wheels. I don't think so. Like, they have to move it on a big truck or whatever. Yeah. 
It came in two pieces and they put it in. So it's a module at yeah. home. Yeah. Anyway, so they pull me in there and my mom was a wound care for a long time. I kind of talked about that when I talked about my infection in my back. Um, and she dressed my wounds and, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you get wounds. You have to, con- it's something you have to consistently be thinking about and change the dressings every day. And there's a level of responsibility with it because if you don't take care of it, your infection and your well, it could lead to a lot a death honestly yeah. christopher reeves yeah so that's a four-wheeler story i like i know i have pictures of it i don't know if i really should I think, share I think them this but is back when like you had your old like chocolate phone i did because i think you sent me like a video of like you driving and i remember like your feet just like up there like they were <laughs> bouncing around or whatever mm-hmm. and then and then you got back and like i got these burns in my legs they're yeah. so bad like I am an idiot, like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, uh, well, I hope, and, like, I didn't understand, really, yeah. I mean, we were still fresh, yeah. we were still, like, just barely dating, yeah. so I was like, uh, yeah, well, that sucks. that sucks, <laughs> hope you get it taken care of, <laughs> yeah. same trip, side note, I went paintballing, only time I've ever been paintballing since oh, yeah. I've been injured, um, but yeah, we, we've, it's, I mean, it's by Bryce Canyon, so it's like wilderness-ish, yeah. you know? So we kind of, a crew of us went out. I believe my brother, Nate, piggybacked me, found me a spot to sit. I was like a little sniper. <laughs> Just sat Aut- in the bushes. Autumn's wearing a t-shirt that says, aim for my legs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't fill those. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I have a picture of being piggybacked, and I should I should share it on my Instagram, but... Um, yeah, they piggybacked me so that I could be involved. You know, it's, there's just something about being involved. Yeah. Like not having to just sit in the truck all the time and watch. Yeah. You're like C-3PO in, uh, Empire Strikes Back on the back of Chewie (laughs) in all the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But yeah, there is definitely like things where it's Where there's a will, there's a way. Well, there's, it's easy to be like, and there's a lot of times we go do something and like people are like, oh, Nick, come do this or let's go do this. And it's like, well, there's autumn here, you know, my wife. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, does she want to come? And yeah. you're like, well, she just doesn't want to sit here and yeah. do nothing. Yep. <laughs> like a lot of the times it's like the, the places that are like not arcade. Obviously I can do arcades, but it's usually that type of a place where it's like a physical thing, like go-karts or things like that, that it's like, you know, I probably could do it. But the transferring in and out is so hard, and a whole nother episode will have to go through our Disneyland. <laughs> like, it is, it's so hard, and by the end of the day, I'm just dead. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's a certain amount of, like, well, I just don't really want to do that. Like, yeah. I get that it's fun, but can we, I, I'm down for the dinner, I'm down for the movie, I'm down for... Any of that stuff, but when it's like uncomfortable, yeah, they're they're I'm, still like Disneyland. Def- I can count on well, them being accessible. Well, definitely, I like, can't really count on some like rush fun you, center. You don't or like you don't like let bowling. it like like ruin your night. But it's like there's just some things like we've learned over the years. Like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather just not do that. Yeah. Like it's it's fun. Yeah, and we could probably do it, but like. You know, the juice ain't gonna be worth the squeeze, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I've, I rock climbed once right after I got hurt. I went to girls' camp, had some really good memories with Emily Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but I rock climbed, and there was, there was, I had the harness and stuff, and there was a girl on one side moving my foot, 
and a girl on the other side moving my other foot and basically just helping me up that wall. It was awesome, but it was definitely a one-time experience. Like, yeah, I it was it was so cool, but it is just like I can't even explain how hard. Well, that it's is. it's good that you know you could do it. Yeah, but you don't need to do it all the time, and it's not something that I'm like every weekend. Let's go rock climbing. Heck yeah! yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's just some things where it's like you know what, maybe you know, depending on the 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 setting around it. Yeah, but we're okay skipping things. Yeah, and Nick's really good about you know understanding that it just does not sound fun for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not that like we couldn't do it. I mean, if she really wanded it, we'd he would we'd make find it a happen. Way. Yeah, but it's just like, eh. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe next time, maybe something else, yeah. and, we're, and we're okay. Not like, to mention, like when I do something like that, for example, Saturday, Friday, it was Friday. We literally were going from the time like I woke up early I'm not a, I'm not good at waking up early and I woke up early we had like I had work before I mean Alexi played at hockey at 2:30 yeah. so I had to work before that as much as I could cuz you know real life like work yeah we had we had to go run errands <laughs> yeah I had to go to the print shop and and dance mom duties I had to drop some stuff off and all of that so that all happened, and then we went to the hockey, and then we went straight from hockey to a dance competition, and then after the dance competition, picked up kids from friends, went and got food with the family after. Like, it was just morning till night. <laughs> and the next day, like I told Nick, I didn't even drink alcohol or anything, and I'm freaking hungover as crap. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm tired, you know? Like, the next day, I just felt like I got hit by a ton of bricks. Like, I couldn't pull myself out of bed. My body just aches. So it's like, there's a level of, like, how it's willing a, it's am a I? It's physical hangover. Yes. How willing am I to commit to this? Do, do I want to ride those go-karts? Do I want to do this physical thing? Or do I want to have a tomorrow where I'm not in bed and freaking yeah. exhausted all day? And I think one thing, and I and I said it Tuesday morning, or was it Friday morning? Yeah, Friday morning. We knew it was a busy day, and we told the kids, like, hey, Today's going to be very busy, so, like, yes. things have to run smooth. and No fighting. There's there's times where we just have to, like, sit our kids down, our kids down and be like, hey, today can be a lot of fun. Or, or it, it can, can suck. Be, or it can be just a long day of, like, you know, fighting back and forth and yep. mom and dad telling you to stop this, stop that. Have and, a good attitude. In fact, we got, in a, we, we got on them in the car because they were just doing the kid thing where they're yeah. sitting there fighting and we're like, all right. But, like, I, I said, like. Days like today are going to be hard. They're going to... We're, Exhausting. We're going to be exhausted Tiring. by the end of the day when we go to bed. <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be, like, one of those days where, like, we're just emotionally drained, physically drained. Yep. But, like, I tell the kids, these are the days that you're going to, like, really remember. So. And, you know, those are the days I, I love. I love that I was able to, like, watch my kid and, and you watch Lexi and you play hockey with her friends and smiles and having a blast and then go straight from there and watch my daughter fight with all the smiles, the friends and dancing. Like to me, that is the definition of a good day. The definition of a good day is, is spending time with my family and like it was doing the things they want to do. You know, it was one of those times where I was driving and I look around the car and I'm like, this isn't going to be this way forever. I love my life. Yeah. 
And, like, I really do love our, our yeah. lives. It's not just my life. It's all of our lives. Yeah. But, you know, I, and I really do enjoy I enjoy being so lives. invested in my kids. Yeah. And, and I know some people are probably so sick of hearing about my kids. <laughs> but I'm a freaking proud mom. Yeah. I am right. so proud of them. I'm, I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for my life. And I think this is the kind of life I wanted. Back in the day when I was hearing the doctor tell my mom I was able to have kids, this is what I wanted. Yeah. You know, and I'm living it right now. And I know that those days are going to be short. Yeah. They're not going to last forever. And there's going to be a day that we're like, man, I wish that I was there. I wish that I was doing those things. I wish that we were having the busy Saturdays or Fridays or, you know. I mean, we just kind of talked about like there's times when we say it's not worth it. But like the family time and that stuff, that is worth it. Like, yep. That is one of those things that like I'm not going to get back like. If I went to Chuck E. Cheese or I didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> and like ride the go karts, like yeah. that's fine. But like, but spending time together, like whether that is at Chuck E. Cheese or not, like, yeah, like that is the important part. And right. like, it, it was just a blast of a weekend. And yeah, and I love right. the weekends because we just have so much fun. Yeah, as I a family. Monday comes and I definitely have this sense of like, I'm excited for Monday, a sense of like relax because. Although I'm working and it's Monday morning and it's like back to the grind and back to school and back to all of that, I feel like it's a sense of grounding myself of like, you know, calm. I know what's <laughs> happening. I know I'm going into my office to work on Monday morning. And and some people can probably relate to that with their, you know, with with their Mondays as to like, yeah, it sucks. It's Monday morning and I'm up early and I'm at work and whatever. But it's that sense of like consistency that i'm like okay here's another week we got this yeah I it's mean, monday and monday comes and we start the, the podcast grind you know it is. And that's monday fun. tuesday wednesday monday tuesday wednesday is the reaping the benefits <laughs> so to say <laughs> like because they all go live by wednesday yeah. next podcast is live my podcast is live and 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 we're just kind of can breathe a little bit yeah but then but then we like have to catch up on all the other things and then it's the weekend and we're going 100 yeah. miles an hour so like i honestly feel like we're just you know we're always in the fast lane but yeah i wouldn't change it i love no. our life i'd and be bored if it wasn't for being busy yeah. should we get back on to what we, we should were, get back like, on oh, gripes and gains gripes because and gains. we just went on a tangent <laughs> about life <laughs> we took an exit, wrong exit. We had to turn right. There was no left turns. We we're all the way out west. Oh, we just man. hit a lake. We stopped. We fished. We came back. So let's all right. Let's tell the sledge story. This is not a pressure sore. This is this yeah. is a wound situation again. And like I have a pressure sore situation. I'll go over after yeah, yeah. this one. But and so like Autumn's pretty like. Wounds to her, like that's the scary thing. So yep, I'm very serious about taking care of them. And wound. like, there's a lot of times where she's like, "Nick, come in here. I think I have it." And it's like, "Crap." <sighs> Hopefully, this isn't as bad as we as we know it can be. Yeah. So this time we were uh, we <laughs> had gone and played sledge hockey, which is a blast. And like, I love it's sledge. actually how I met you know some of our best friends. You know that I actually do my podcast with was through sledge hockey. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a, well, and there's a sense with sledge hockey, there's a sense of everybody being equal. Yeah. I mean, able-bodied people are getting out there. I'm getting out there that I can't feel my legs, but everybody's in a sled together. Yeah. And, we've and met, everybody's learning together. 
And honestly, when we when we played sense of freedom, when we played sled hockey, and we did it when we used to go every week and do it, like there, I think there was only like four people that were actually injured. You know, that would mm-hmm. be there on a consistent basis, but we yeah, had you disabled. know ten people out there because you, um, Bryant, John, and the Petersons, I believe. Yeah, the, the Petersons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so there was only four, but like you know. Yeah, Jeff, would and be a lot out of there those and... guys had a lot of those guys had spina bifida, and it's a lot yeah. of similar similarities between a spinal cord injury and spina bifida. So it it was a good crew. I mean, there was a long time every Wednesday night. We that's what we did. We went to sledge hockey, and we went with the crew to Chick Fil A after. Yeah, and, it, you know, and, and sledge hockey was so fun because it's like I could sit there and try to like check Nick. And he could check me, and, like, I would fall over, he would fall over, you know? And it's just, like, it's not where... Because, let's be honest, when we play, people have to compensate for me. We play volleyball. I can't run back and forth, so I'm I'm stationary, man. I'm I'm a good stationary volleyballer. Or, you know, (laughs) like, there's no... I mean, even my mom's like, you should play pickleball. And and obviously you can't go from side to side or front to back, but you could stay there and the court is smaller. So you should try it, you know, and I'm all down for that. But but there's a sense of being out there. Everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody's got their two sticks with the picks on the end and learning how to dribble under your sled and shoot and all of that. Like it's new to everybody and we're all just out there to have a good time and learn together. And it's just a sense of like... It always, I loved it because it gave me that sense of being the same. And it, you don't get that, you know, you don't, there's, it makes me cry, but there, it sucks to always be the person that's being accommodated, you know? So when you go to things like sledge and I've never gone skiing, but I'm sure it's the same feeling. You go to these things and it's just this feeling of like, I don't need special accommodations. We're all in the same field, yeah, yeah. you know. Because I, I mean, I'm not like good at sledge or anything. I, <laughs> I played hockey my whole life. Like I got in that sled, and I was like, all right, well, putting the training wheels back on, yep. you know. And like they like widen like the blades under the wheels. I mean, under your butt, you know. It's uh-huh, like John is really good at it, and Bryant's like their their two blades were like right next to so each other. So it was other's. like an ice skate, pretty much. And Instead those guys could training wheels wheel around the ice, you know. Oh, so good. <laughs> but. And now we watch, like, USA Sledge Hockey. Like, we're oh, all yeah. over that. Oh, yeah. It's, all over it's that. It's so fun to watch. And honestly, that's one of those times in my life that I, I will always remember. And hopefully we can get back playing Sledge again. Yeah. And it was so I mean, fun. I was pregnant with Brooks. They they did away with the program for a minute, which is a whole nother. I, I mean, just the other day we were told from an OT that worked, what was he, back east or something? Yeah. He was working. He was like, no, there's not many programs here. Yeah. And I'm, and it kind of opened your eyes, you know. So the program went away for a minute, and then I was pregnant with Brooks, and obviously I can't be doing that kind of stuff when I'm pregnant. And then COVID hit, and yeah. so no program, no hockey in Salt Lake County. So supposedly there's supposed to be, and maybe we should look it up and see if they they have a date of when they're going to start that back up or anything like that. But or at least watch for it. But but it's supposed to be at Steiner again. Yeah. But yeah. So. So back to this story of why we got on this yeah, sledge hockey sledge story. Hockey. But uh, <laughs> you're sl- you when you play sledge hockey, you're sitting in a sled. You have two blades under your butt that are kind of like your skates, mm-hmm. you know. But you also have two hockey sticks 
And yeah, the your legs stick. are strapped in, your butt, yeah, yeah, you, you have, there's you, like a strap. You seat, seat belt, belt in, yeah. you strap your legs in, so like you are the sled. Mm-hmm. Like if you roll over, the sled rolls with you. Yes. Like you can't fall out of the sled really. Yeah. Like it's hooked to your butt and your legs are yeah. strapped, you know, tight. But uh, you have these two sticks and they're hockey, like they're like mini hockey sticks with yeah. a really longer blade, but it's on a different angle, yeah. more straight angle. But... So you, but they have these picks, picks on the, on the ends, bottom, and these are like legit ice picks. Like, yeah, this like, is how you're going. Like, so, like, this is how you use your momentum to go. So you have to be instead able to, of using like, your leg muscles, you're using these picks and your arms to to push you. And like when you look at them, they look like a spur. Like that's the only way yeah. I can kind of like describe it is like a like a cowboy spur but like yeah. i know spurs aren't really like spikes but these mm-hmm. are like spikes these are spikes yeah yeah like <laughs> serious business like they're dangerous so so when you're playing sledge hockey what it, basically you use these spikes to gain your momentum and your speed you flip your sticks down the other way and you both sticks have the the spikes the on the on. end and the bl- blade on the other end. So you technically have two sticks in sledge. Yeah. You can dribble underneath your your sled you shoot with either hand like, yeah, there's you no know, right handed, no, no, no. So, so autumn getting into the game, you know, because <laughs> we would scrimmage. Yeah. We would we, all we, have a good time. always play a game. So fun. And I want to go back. And that's what I loved about it is like, we played a game and I've never had that experience with me. Yeah. Like, I'm you know, if like... I was able bodied, you bet your ass I'd be on that ice with those kids. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot like, keep me autumn, off that ice. I, I give autumn so much credit at how much she like loves hockey. Like, cause it's a big passion of mine. So. It's been really nice that she's kind of like caught on too, but caught on too, man. I'm a hockey <laughs> fan, <laughs> but like I get to go play all the time, but she doesn't get to play yeah. and she doesn't get to, you know, get out there on the ice. And we are on the ice a lot of hours every week, and so I'm usually wrangling the kid. <laughs> yeah, the 18 month old. I really wish that we could all be on the ice together, and like that's what Sledge did for us. So like, yeah. it was really fun to like play hockey. With I need Autumn. to get. We need to get the kids out there. Yeah. Obviously not Brooks quite yet, but Alexi and Alice could get in a sled. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, and like, I just can't wait to do it again. And but so let's we're, get we're, back we're, to it. So we're playing. <laughs> we're playing these games, you know. And like, we like, like she said, it was even like I wasn't really that much better, you know. Yeah. Maybe I was a little bit better on my shot. I don't know, but not really. Like it was. Yeah. It was pretty good. Pretty it was even pretty filled. even, you know. And Autumn's getting into the game, and she's, you know, like. You have these picks and stuff, and you just get going, but you kind of forget that you're holding these, you know, saw blade-looking things on yeah. the end of your stick. And mm-hmm. she just, like, I think you were wearing, like, Toms or something. Yes, I should have had tennis shoes on. I know. So she just got playing and stabbed herself in the ankle. It was the foot, the top <laughs> of my foot. foot. Yeah, well, it yeah. Was like, yeah, it was like her, like, yeah, I guess it was the top it of It was the foot. top of my foot, and it was just gushing. I <laughs> I was, tried to keep it chill. I mean, I'm pretty sure I took like my pant leg or my sweatshirt and just kept dabbing it. Yeah, <laughs> like I just like, wanted to keep she, going. She just kept going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, uh, Nick, I'm bleeding. I'm like, uh, what do, do we need to get out? She's like, no, no we'll be fine. I think it, Time's I, almost up. I think it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> and like we get off and this thing looks like a bullet wound almost. Yeah. <laughs> like it was... Deep. Like, I don't know if I just got one side of the pick, so it was just, like, one pick that went in, but it was almost, like, one deep wound and then one kind of, like, more shallow wound. But this probably was one of the hardest wounds to heal. Like, we're talking, like, months. Like, yeah. six months down the road. Because Autumn, I, 
I don't have I mean, good circulation. Yeah, so she, so her blood's not circulating. So it's not her. In that specific you know, leg, really, especially. It's so. not really healing that well, the way that most of our bodies work and like, you know, rejuvenating. So, and so this wound took forever to heal. And it was a daily process of like, yeah. how was it today? Okay. Hopefully it's better next week. Oh, it's not better next week. Yeah. Tubes and tubes and neosporin and this and yeah. that and. Yep. And then she wants to wear her shoes, but she's got this, like, you know. Bandage. <laughs> paddle wound. <laughs> yeah. So that's the sledge story. Um, getting still back has, on the. Still has a big scar from it. I do have a scar on my foot still. Um, back on the, the pressure sore side of things. There's a lot of. I've never had to deal with a pressure sore on my butt, which several spinal cord injuries. That's one of the main spots they get them because we can't fill our bottom side so and you just sit all day yeah you sit all day um obviously wheelchairs have cushions that are made to try their best to prevent pressure sores and people that have injuries like at my my same level are are a lot more active so they they're able to um kind of transfer the weight and get sit, sit on a couch or you know i mean very rarely am i in the same exact position for so long you know yeah so my pressure sores usually come from sleeping um usually m- my ankle to bed if if i'm in the same position for too long usually my outside of my ankles will start i kind of have a permanent kind of scar that you can tell where they're at when they kind of flare up um but, or it's when my ankles are touching and I'm laying and they're like pressing on each other. Usually I, I'm very attentive to my feet and I'm very attentive to look for, it starts with like a red dot. And once those red dots come, Nick's usually hears me in the other room. Ah, pressure sore starting. Ugh. So then I have to be very attentive to not lay in that same position. And it's really hard when you're sleeping to be like, okay, I got to have a pillow between my ankles. I got to have my ankles split apart, you know, like just a way to keep there's, them away from each other. people that right, right now are listening that if they've been in a wheelchair and know something, oh, they have like things that you can like strap on your feet. And, like, oh, I've tried dude, it Dude, the ankle pillows. Yeah, I tried these ankle pillows that you put on your feet <laughs> and you sleep in them and they were, they were like the worst thing ever. They were, they were literally. I've like, tried everything. They I were feel like. like taping pillows to your feet. Like mm-hmm. they looked that ridiculous, and they were that re- like. And you don't want to have like strap on something every time you go yeah. to bed. Like yeah. autumn tries to be as normal as possible. Yeah, I already have a routine of getting into bed and having to go to the bathroom before bed and this and that, and so it's just like another thing. And I I don't sleep like a normal person because a normal person just subconsciously rolls over. I can't do that. When I roll over at night, I'm awake. Yeah. You know, my eyes might not be open, but my my, my brain's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm awake and I'm moving, you know. Yeah. So um, one of the main, another main time that I get pressure sores and probably the most frustrating time for me and frustrating situation is when I feel like I, for example, when I take flat lays for work photos for of products i transferred to the floor when we painted our kitchen like our island i transferred to the floor because i can't really do those things from a wheelchair and autumn leaning wants over to help. like she wants to do i'm it. a doer 
I can't sit back and watch. And I'm very, especially with like my flat lace, I'm very OCD about where things are at. And I'll be like, "Uh, move that to the right a little bit, push that back. You know, like I'm just very controlling with that kind of thing. And I mean, to some extent, my gain here is that my my flat legs look good because I am very <laughs> OCD about where things are at. So I'll transfer to the floor to um to make it a little bit more accessible for me, if that makes sense. And the most comfortable position to sit in is crisscross. And that makes one of my ankles direct contact with the floor. Mm-hmm. So when with I lean, the other one pressing on it. Yes. Pressing on it. And so when I lean forward that ankle's taking. And you don't have, and her ankles are really like skinny and there's not a lot of. Small. Because she doesn't have any muscle really left in her mm-hmm. like feet and ankles because they've deteriorated. Yeah. Or, what do you call Atrophy. it? Atrophy. Mm-hmm. That's the medical term for it. Yeah. But she basically just doesn't have a lot of muscle and stuff. Like, yeah. It's it, pretty much skin and bones. It's skin and bones. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sh- sh- I think when you did the, the counters, like you weren't on the floor for longer than 30 minutes no like but i was on tile yeah and when i lean forward all that pressure goes onto my feet like they're stabilizing me because they're out front they're crisscrossed in front of me so they're they're helping stabilize because they're compensating for my stomach muscles that can't lean forward on their own right so automatically i'm like oh shoot and i didn't say those words (laughs) (laughs) but i said to nick pressure sore like I and I like I can't even explain the feeling of when I find a new pressure sore like ultimate pissed (laughs) yourself in the situation just just pissed because I'm like are you freaking kidding me right now I have to now deal with this yeah on top of everything else yeah so like when we were painting our cabinets and I realized what happened obviously I dressed it it was bleeding that's how I realized yeah, there was, blood all, over there the was blood all over the floor and I was like oh shit here we go so I obviously addressed it dressed the wound took care of it um but then from then on to paint I had I sat on my daughter's gym gymnastics mat. <laughs> covered it with plastic yeah. and and painted but I couldn't I could no longer sit in that position that makes me feel like I'm I, I don't need more like uh, it makes me feel like I can do it do you know yeah. what I mean and like there's a lot of times that I'm like autumn I can just do it it'll no, be so much quicker for me, me to like just do it and she's like I want to do it too and it's like I gotta that's one of those times where like I gotta step back and be like okay I know if I do it myself, it'll probably get done about 10 times faster. Yeah. But you, I, I enjoy I have, it. I have to kind of like, okay, how would this sound if she was saying to me, like, hey, I know you want to help, but like, I really just want to do it quickly. Yeah. It's kind of like when your kids are learning to do something and you, it's easier for me to just do it for them. Right. But if I just do it for them all the time, they're never going to learn and they're never going to enjoy. Like for me, I enjoy painting our ca- you know, our like, cabinets. I enjoy taking flat lay photos. You know, I mean, when I get the kids dressed, what do I do? Transfer to the floor. Hardly ever. I mean, either that or the couch. But hardly ever am I on the couch. I transfer to the floor to change diapers. I, yeah. you know, very often you you'll find me on the floor doing stuff. Yeah, it's not uncommon to like come over to the house and Autumn is on the floor doing something. Yeah, and like. 
to go on a tangent of like her flat legs and stuff like these are like gorgeous like perfect photos and like it's not easy <laughs> yeah like people have it no idea like how much work autumn puts into that and and she like usually takes the pictures by hand and so it's like she's got to like reach up as high as she can yeah nick bought nick bought me a really nice um tripod, tripod for christmas which I I absolutely love it, but there's oftentimes I don't take a direct angle from straight above yeah. the flat lay. Like a lot of the times, it's from a certain angle, and that's a whole that's a lot of photography is the angles. And so I can use the tripod tripod to a certain extent, but not for everything. Yeah, so. and it doesn't help leaning over with my hands up high holding a heavy DSLR camera, <laughs> and my I can't balance well. Yeah. You know, so that's really, it's something I love to do. I love setting up flat lays. I love um, taking product pictures. I love all of that. But it is probably one of the hardest things physically that I have to do for my job. And you do it a lot. And I do it a lot, weekly. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So. So, gain, a gain from all these sores, all of that, a gain is that I am more attentive to my body. Well, and you've I'm never, the gain right here is we've never had to be really, like, had, I guess not had to be, but had to deal with a really scary situation. Like, we've never let it get to that point, yeah. and Autumn's really attentive to it, and she's really smart about it, and she's really, like, good at dressing her wounds, and yeah, she I've really, she really takes years. care of her wounds. Like, good thing it's not up to me to, like, dress these wounds, because that'd be, um, like, by the way, uh, Alice hurt herself rollerblading the other day and Nick dressed her wounds and it was the worst dressing I've ever seen. <laughs> it stuck to her scabs and I was like, dude, where did you, why did you dress this wound? <laughs> I had to help the poor kid. But anyway, um, one of the hard, one of the gripes also with wounds is that I feel like I have used every over-the-counter Band-Aid product out there. And it is so frustrating to try to get bandages to stay on my feet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many times have we bought a new box of band-aids and I'm like, well, those aren't going to freaking work. These ones look really cool on the package. They're going to work great. <laughs> These things suck. <laughs> I'll just cut this part, this part, so it fits good. Nope. They suck. Yeah, so, so definitely quality. Yeah. And and it's definitely, like, the the things that you use make a difference because, like I said, Bandages stick to your wounds, and you don't want the bandage to stick to your wounds, um, or they fall off, get stuck to your clothes. Like, just it, there's so many things. So, one little cool thing um, I, I've always had to make do or beg my sister in law, that's a wound care nurse, <laughs> for supplies <laughs> for like legit good wound supplies. Because yeah. I'm telling you, there are good supplies, and you can't find them at Walmart, you can't find them at a drugstore, not even CVS or Walgreens. Yeah. You can't find the supplies that are provided by a doctor. Um, so one fun thing is um, I, we know I'm a marketer. And recently I was referred a business called Doc Next Door. And they came out with a wound care kit. And so as they, as I kind of had a consultation with them and as we were talking about um, their business and what they're all about. I really realized that this relates to my life. Yeah, like it was, this product is like something that I can benefit from. It was made for people yeah. like you that deal with wound care like on a daily basis. 
or not daily, but you know, it's a, it's a very yeah. severe thing and can be a very dangerous thing yeah. for you. So it's and this, serious. this, this kit has like hospital grade products. It has all of the, like the cream, the spray, it has the like protection from like, so that it doesn't stick to your wound. It has everything you can think of to dress a wound. And they sent me a kit and I'm like, I don't know how I've lived without this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, I mean, Danielle's hooked me up a time or two, but it's nice to have my own kit. And the reason why I wanted to share this with, with my, my listeners is because as I got like looking at this kit, I realized that this is just a great thing to have in addition to like a first aid kit. You're, you get a burn. You know, your kid, like last week, your kid falls roller, bu- rollerblading. You should have. And if, had I known you were dressing the wound, I probably would have done it on my own. I was own, just but... like, don't worry, Autumn. I mean, she was yeah, I was working. So I was like, I got this. Yeah. So um, I wanted to share this kit with you guys. I have a lot of friends that are have spinal cord injuries, and I know they deal with these kind of things. So I really wanted to share this kit. This is a brand new company, and I really connected with them because... It, it applies to my life. Yeah. Like, I see what they're doing, and I'm like, you guys are genius, because for people like me, this makes a huge difference, you know? So I'm going to tell you their information just really, really quick, so that if you guys want to go get a wound kit or check it out, you can. Um, so their their name is Doc Next Door. Uh, their website is docnextdoor.care. Their Instagram is at docnextdoorcare. Um, and actually, I was just looking at their social media, and it looks like they have a spring sale right now. So you can get $20 off the kit with the code SAVE20. So it's really awesome just because, um, obviously, the hospital-grade quality, which I've obviously gone on and on and on about. But then also, it's it's basically a way that it's it gives you knowledge. It has the instructions. It tells you how to use all the products. Like, I can't tell you guys how much this kit is like bomb diggity <laughs> so reviews by autumn yeah i really do need to just is bomb diggity. a plus bomb diggity <laughs> yes i really seriously like if i find things like this that i feel like you could benefit from i'm going to tell you about it because well, being in your wheelchair there's things that like we find stuff and like oh my gosh how did we live without yeah. this thing and this dock next door kit is definitely one of those things that's like Oh my gosh! How did I live without this? How have we just been like getting by with like these, begging my sister in law like, for twenty dollar first aid kits from Walmart plus yeah. what we can get from Danielle plus this stash of stuff yeah. from when you had sometimes, a baby? You know, yeah. Or, sometimes you know. my mom has some things because she did wound care for a while, but she's been out of that game for a while. So anyway, should we go check, on? Well, and, just check them out. You know, yeah, great check company. out Darkness. They're from right here in Utah, Utah County. Yep. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, getting to know them, like, really with, like, marketing consultations, getting to know people, you 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 find out who's behind the business. Yeah. And these guys, they're, I mean, they have a doctor. It's three guys that are just, like, working together. Um, it's one of them, it, I mean, it's made by a doctor. So he obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah. Anyway, can't say enough good things about it. Um, should, we, should we move on? To rewind. R- 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 rewind. <laughs> like we had, we didn't spend long enough on gripes and gains. Holy moly. Holy moly. Should have made that quicker. Holy moly. Choice guacamole. <laughs> Was delicious this weekend. 
<laughs> oh, geez. So last time we re- we did the rewind segment, we kind of ended. We ta- We said we were going to go on to kind of um, becoming independent, right? Yeah, like we talked about her getting her license, getting her rods out. So, yeah. and this is kind of like, okay, this is kind of like she was getting the, the training wheels, you know, taken mm-hmm. off. So she had yeah. her own car. She... Yeah, I was, I was, I was really learning how to live without, um, help from my mom, really. So just right after that, I wanted to touch on my braces. Really not sure where this fit in, honestly, as far as the timeline. I do have a photo of the first time that I was able to stand in my braces that they fitted for me, which is super awesome. I'll have to share it. Um, but I kind of wanted to, um, touch on that a little bit. Um, with braces, I still don't stand normal. (laughs) So this isn't like getting braces isn't like a a fix, if you know what I mean. It's not like I can put my braces on and just walk like a normal person. Does that make sense? I still would need a walker or crutches. And even then the braces stabilize my feet so that I can actually function and move my legs. But that movement comes from my lower back, the muscles that do work. I have a little bit of quad movement. So when I'm walking with braces, even though it's more functional than not having braces, it's still not functional for me. Like, yeah. I can't carry things. I could not be a, a mom well, and walk with, with crutches and braces. Yeah. Not to mention putting the braces on takes time. So are you going to wear those all day? There's also concerns of pressure, pressure sores. But they come with some sweet, stylish shoes. Oh, yeah. Getting those <laughs> AFOs into shoes. So anyway, so when I got my braces, they formed my, like, it was so, it was like, they made they took yeah, casts yeah. of my legs and they're formed specifically to my legs. It's it's a pretty cool thing. I was in outpatient therapy like twice a week and most days would have some sort of focus on walking. Like that that was always a focus. So kind of looking back, I wish we worked more on other things than yeah, and, just and this, walking. And this, and this is what I was gonna chime in about this is like we still have the braces and we still have the walker, but really it's like when was the last time you put the braces yeah. on or used the walker? Because you know, I think you kind of like, that was such an important, we've kind of talked about this, like walking, you're going to walk again, you're yes. going to walk again. And that's such a thing that they're like focused on when like move on with your life and figure out how to like. Yeah. And not that, life. not that weight bearing, not that walking um, is, isn't good for you, but it's, it's really not functional. I've never, it's never been a functional thing for me. I do know people that have had spinal cord injuries that have done more walking than others. Like Cambry, she, um, she's from Utah County, I believe. And she, for a long time, she came and saw me in the hospital and she used crutches and braces and she walked and props to her because I could not do it. See, and I just thought of this, but my cousin Casey, yeah, mm-hmm. spinal bifida, but he had the braces and stuff, and yeah. he always walked with crutches when he was younger. Yeah. And when he got older, he kind of switched to a chair. The, the wheelchair, yep. And maybe, and that's to each his own. I mean, that's really yeah. what it is. I mean, everybody has their own style and what they want to yeah. do. But Mad props to those guys, though, the the, the women or guys or whoever that are walking with those. Because it, it is, to make that a functional thing takes effort. You're definitely more, probably more... Um, versatile, like you could 
probably do accessibility. Yeah, accessibility. That's, that's you can what, do that's where you I'm can do stairs. For. You know, a curb isn't such a big deal. Yeah. I mean, a curb for me is like but, that's not going to work. But you're giving up speed, and yep. you know, just like functionality. Not to, to mention, me. I'm sure that's it's super draining at like, the end of the day. I mean, like today we went to Lowe's and this and that. Like I can only imagine if like you had to go through the store yeah. with the walker and three kids and, and crutches doing this. And, yeah. Like so, we were at Lowe's for like an hour, and it was already like oh, ready to rip our hair out. When we were leaving because it was kids just, at Lowe's. <laughs> that's busy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I I do kind of wish that they worked on more things like skills on teaching you how to work out. You know, teaching you how to um like stretches for specific muscles that you're gonna have issues with later on. Um, how to work out the muscles that you do have, like. You know, some what type of a, a physical schedule you need to have to keep your body in shape and as healthy and as functioning as possible. Like, those things that are going to help you long term. Like, looking back, like, I can say these things, but while it was happening, I had no idea that I would need that in the future. Well, being an outsider, like, looking in on your, your journey of, like, rehab and stuff, like, it's almost like when we go to school... And they don't teach you how to do taxes, get loans, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. They're yep. like, why did they not teach us those things in school that are so important to us in our lives? Right. And that's the same thing I feel like with like rehab. Yeah. And is like they're teaching you these like these things, skills. But why didn't we touch on all those things that like Long I'm gonna term. use every yes. day? Yeah. And I mean I still go to physical therapy. Um, usually, I mean, I do go to my mom's clinic for it. Obviously I love my mom. She's such an awesome therapist. Like I will give her that. Um, I've seen several therapists and, and I have my favorites, but my mom, no one compares to my mom. Um, she's freaking awesome. And I'm so grateful for her. Like as hard as it's been, like having her be my mom and <laughs> being a therapist because she's hard on me and she, yeah. you know, therapists are hard. She freaking knows her crap. She's so awesome. Um, so usually now I go to therapy or have gone to therapy after having a baby. Um, when you're pregnant, your muscles are all jacked up in your stomach and you got to get back to like learning, you know, functioning again, normal. And that last month of the pregnancy, Nick had to help me transfer like everywhere. It seems like <laughs> with three kids, you yeah. know, three pregnancies. So usually I did it after um, the pregnancy, when I was pregnant with Brooks, I dealt with a lot more pain. So, um, I, I used my therapy visits while I was pregnant and they tried to help like with my muscles and, and relaxing and a lot of massage and stuff like that. I've definitely learned to appreciate my physical therapy sessions because that's something that you only have a limited amount of. And there's so much, like, help that comes from them that, honestly, I could probably go consistently to a physical therapist twice a week for the rest of my life and benefit from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I wish I was able to go back after Brooks so I could kind of get my body back into a routine, you know, but my visits were all used up. So, New Year, I kind of thought that could be a new thing I get on this year because it, it, it goes by year. I need to... Get back in therapy and get my, I know, I, and, it, you know, writing this outline for 
this podcast, I'm kind of like, yeah, I need to get back in therapy. And now I'm kind of realizing maybe these are the things I should be like, hey, can we work on this? Teach me this, you know, how to exercise these muscles. Let's come out with an exercise plan that can kind of be kind of like an overall thing that helps me strengthen the muscles that I have and kind of can help me get my heart rate up and stay fit from home. Yeah. You know, and not rely so much on being at the clinic and, and what can I do from home type thing. So, I mean, it was, it was good to, you know, kind of go through this outline and, and decide that. Anyway, um, so kind of to the independence thing, I wanted to go through um, what happened next. Like, I moved out from yeah. home a year and a half after I got hurt. Yeah, just... Like, how, how nuts is that? It's like uh, when you watch those nature shows and those birds, you know, that are just babies. They fall down and hit the leaves like that was autumn. <laughs> like, she was still this baby bird just falling out. <laughs> learning, how to, learning how to function. Just so. fell out of the nest and she had to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's, it's no secret that I'm not a fan of being told what to do. You know this as my <laughs> husband. My mom knows this as my mom. My sisters and brother know this. Like, people know... I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like to be told what I can't do when I need to do something. I'm very, I like to control my life and I'm very independent. I, you know. Yeah. So with that being said, my mom and I didn't see eye to eye. And so my 18th birthday hit and I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, she was still in school. She still I was still in high her. school. Yeah. <laughs> I was still in high school. So two friends of mine um, and me and two friends moved out into an apartment together. Eventually my friend Amanda joined us. Um, but right at first there was just three of us and you know, I have to give myself some props because I moved out on my own. I finished high school with a 3.8 GPA cumulative GPA, which is pretty good. And I worked two jobs from a wheelchair. So from the beginning, I just, it's, it's just like, you know, me go, 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 go. Yeah. So, um, a couple of things that were hard was things like taking out the garbage, stuff like that. I mean, the apartment, Pinnacle Mountain View, I, I loved it. Um, it was all accessible. They had, um, like laundry facilities in the apartment. Later on, my apartment in Logan didn't have that. So, carrying laundry to my car to drive home to do or to a laundromat was just, it was exhausting. Like, think of your laundry basket. It's not even worth it. He's like, you know what? I just buy new clothes. Yeah, yeah. So my apartment needs clean underwear. <laughs> I know. And and Pinnacle had like handicapped parking right outside. It was seriously probably one of the most accessible places I've lived. And I think that that's why I went back because it was the same apartment that I lived in with my mom. Oh. Because it was accessible. Well, and you knew it. Yeah. It. You know, it was it was great. There was a lot of swimming, hot tubbing. They had all the anemone. What is that called? Amen- amenities. amenities. I don't know. <laughs> anemones. An- had- anemones. <laughs> no, but they had it all. They had like a tanning bed. They had, I mean, good times at the apartment. That apartment was awesome. But, um, these were all times we we always laugh because like in this in this segment we're gonna talk about yeah. today, autumn moved. To and from home a few times. Yeah. And 
Every time she moved away from home, we were usually, like, not dating at that point. <laughs> but I always moved her back home. <laughs> yeah. He always moved me back home. Um, yeah. Nick and I dated other people at this point in life. So it's kind of hard to talk about um, just because for the sake of his feelings and for the sake of my feelings. <laughs> like, I don't want to know about who he dated. I don't want him to know who I dated or, Wait, or whatever. People? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think this was a time when both of us were kind of figuring out if this is, if this is where we needed to be for the rest of our lives, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like we were both kind of in this phase of like, what's next. He wasn't sure if he wanted to serve a mission um, I wasn't sure if I was going to go to college is kind of just this limbo. And I really feel like I needed to find out who I was and what I wanted. And I feel like he did too. Yeah. So good and, times. Good. I, a lot I, of high school like, friends that came I'll, to that apartment. But. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say something right now about like dating autumn and stuff. And I, I truly believe in anybody who is dating someone who they think maybe they'll marry them. And you see so many people like that's just yeah. so happy for like six months and mm-hmm. then they get married and you're like, you've never had like that, like that fallout, that, like screaming, that, yelling, you yep. know, like break up fight. Because we've, we, we went through those. Like definitely so, went like, through those. I always tell people like, you know, me and Autumn have never had a fight or an argument as bad as when we were dating. Yeah. And, and I, I came up with this little, like, phrase I say, and I say, you can, you will never appreciate someone at their best unless you've seen them at their worst. Yep. And I, I truly believe it because we did see each other at our worst. Nick gets this thing when he, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> When he wants to be, he is so good at being a jerk, and it pissed me off when we would get in fights. I was just, I mean, I mean, I mean one time, he walked away from me, and I was in my car, not in my wheelchair, and I was like, are you really going to walk away from me right now? What do you expect me to do? You want me to crawl? Like, this is pissing me off that you're walking away right now. You know, so, I mean, we went through our stuff, and this was about that time when we were kind of figuring out what we wanted and pushing each other away a little bit. Yeah. Um, was this the time I broke up with you at the Lumberjack yes, vest on? it was. <laughs> that, that freaking, I'm pretty sure I threw it away when you moved here. <laughs> like when we got married and moved in together. I, I will never like that Lumberjack jet, that vest. So stupid. So stupid. There were so many nights of us just like yelling at each other out in the in front of the house. Yeah. Anyway, so... I, I mentioned I had two jobs a lot. I'm sure there's people that are wondering what these jobs are because jobs for me, it's harder. It's harder. And as much as people aren't discriminatory or whatever the word is about you being disabled, mm-hmm, like you can't do every job. Yeah. There's like that job is like, um, you weren't a qualified candidate. Yeah. Not because you're in a wheelchair. Yeah. But um, this person... Just moves better. Yeah. <laughs> this person can dig out the trash for us if we need. So at the time I was in high school, I worked at Clearfield Aquatic Center as a receptionist. So reception jobs were kind of my my thing. Um, but then I also worked at Focus, which was basically a call center for DirecTV, like new cells, kind of new setups. Um, 
I did a lot of like makeup work with packets when I got hurt. So that last semester of school was really just like a couple classes. I think I had a couple electives, so it was super easy. So I did have the time to, you know, go to two jobs. Yeah. So, um, my dream was really to walk at graduation. I know you touched on that, but as it got closer, um, I was honestly had the feelings of just being like grateful to be there. And you know me, I get this, I'm okay. And I don't want people to make me feel different than them. Yeah. And so I think this is kind of when that feeling of like, I don't want that attention. That's not the kind of attention I want. I don't want the attention of this girl got in an accident and she walked at graduation and it was, I mean, I'm sure it would have been a moment. I'm sure it would have been a moment, but at this moment I just wanted to be a normal kid. You, you, you think oh, whenever people are like in a wheelchair, like they have that like story. Yeah. And we kind of talk about this, that there's some people in the, the, that get injured, like they want to have that story. Yeah. And they want to do that great thing from the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And they make that them, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of the reason we started the podcast yeah. is because Autumn, Autumn isn't her effing chair. Like, yeah. she's not her effing chair. She's Autumn. But And there are some people, and that's their choice, and that's fine, that, you know, they get in a, an accident, and they become in a wheelchair, and they're like, I'm going to do break this record. I'm going to do this cool thing from Which a wheelchair. Which is great and I'm all. I'm going to start this business in a wheelchair. And that's okay. Everyone's different. Everyone copes different. Everyone right. deals with their situation different. But, I mean, deep down to their core, they're not their chair. Right. Like, they are that person. They have a personality. They have likes. They have dislikes. They have interests. Um, and so whether they use that wheelchair for their business or for uh, being an influencer or um, anything like that, that's fine. Like, I don't well, have anything what, against what that. I'm, saying is- I'm more saying there's someone deep down in there. Yeah, and I think when, and I don't know, I, I honestly, this is me speaking, but when you make something that isn't you, you, you have those times where you're like, you don't feel this isn't me. like, like, who am I? Like, I'm just yeah. this one thing that people like. I mean, and you hear about like a lot of like actors, sports people that are like mm-hmm. depressed and whatever and, you know, commit suicide. Like they had everything. And it's like, Mm-mm. no, they, they, everyone thought that they were that. You yeah, know, they were their sports career. They were that. Uh-huh. But really, there's a person. They looked past the person to yeah. their accomplishment or the thing that was just physically right there in front of them. Like, we're all human. Like, no matter how successful you are, yeah. whether, like, you're not your job, you're not your, you know, like, you are you. Yeah. So, to be okay with yourself is most important. Yeah. No matter how and, successful you are, no matter how poor, yeah. whatever you are. And I as do long feel as you're like okay with yourself. Yeah, I do feel like a lot of the time between my accident and graduation there was such a focus on like walk again, walk again, walk again. I, I remember and maybe how it was a, a part me, of denial. Maybe it was a part of denial of like that's my end goal to walk. But I didn't I, for me I didn't realize really what my end goal should be. Yeah. You know, walking isn't everything. Well, and I think if you would have walked to graduation, so you would have walked for 10 steps and then sat back down probably, and then what? Yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I I just, I enjoyed how it was. 
honestly, graduation was just like I was another kid out there. Other than not turning to go walk through the aisle, I went all the way around and to the other side. Yeah. And and sat on the end. Yeah. So. I remember going to graduate. It was the time when we were not dating. We were on a break. But I did still come to graduation. I don't know if I was your family's favorite person. But... They weren't. <laughs> and we went to Wendy Sukiyaki after, but yep. it was fun. But, I mean, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you were going to touch on this, but, like, when me and Autumn were dating a lot and stuff, like, we would have this, like, all-out battle of Yell, a fight. fight. And then I'd be like, hey, you know, like, I'm still here for you. I'm still here well, for you. Well, two hours later, I'd be like, dude, I need gas. Can you come pump my gas for me? <laughs> Like, I know I just yelled at you, and I'm still pissed at you, but please just come meet me at the gas station and pump my gas. Help me out. <laughs> Do me a solid. So I'd be like, all right, that's fine, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why... Part of me feels like that's why I kept feeling led on, is because there was this connection of, like, he cared about me still. And, and like, I did. I really yeah. did care about you. And yeah. I loved... I, I will honestly say, and I can look at you in the face and be like, <laughs> I have always loved you. Like, I know you have. And then, like, there was times that I... And I they, knew that there, there was, was there was a time we were fighting and I said, I know you're going to say no, but I know we're going to get married and I know we're going to have kids and <laughs> I know this is going to happen. And you were like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen. And like, here's another attachment. There's a lot of people who like in the time I was dating Autumn that would say, you can't marry her. Yeah. You know that that comes with a lot of strings attached. Like. You are going to have a life of, like, hard. And, like, it has been a life of hard. But, like, I honestly would not trade it for the world. Like, I love it. And I I love that it's... Nick is a nurturing type of guy. (laughs) He, He likes to be there. He likes to be the helper. He likes to be... he. He's probably one of the only people that pushes me. He's definitely the only person that I trust a hundred percent that I feel like knows my body just as well as I do. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I, I feel like that has been something that I've never had a complaint about ever. I've never complained about Nick not helping me enough ever. So, so, so yeah, I think (laughs) I've always loved you. And I mean, even though I'd break up with you and whatever, we'd, See other people, but like <laughs> I always told her, I was like, no matter what, I will always do whatever you, yeah. you know. And and I tried to be honest to myself because Autumn knows that I I don't like lying at all. Like if mm-hmm. I said something, like I don't want to be like, well, I said yeah. I would, yeah, but now I'm not going to. Like, yep. No, yep. He doesn't say he'll do something unless he will. Like I love you for a long time. He wouldn't say I love you too because <laughs> he didn't want to lead me on. Yeah. Um. So back to it. Uh, after graduation yeah well i graduated i i lived in the apartment for a good while how long would you say was our least 12 months or something like that i think you moved out oh yeah i moved out i did move out you moved back home probably like i think it was like three months left on the lease so you Mm -hmm. probably lived there for nine months yeah yeah oh good times though (laughs) i I, I wasn't there much but you know (laughs) good times though like i i just feel like i don't know i think everybody has that phase in their life where they just like you this, you this had was, it too with your buddies in the basement or whatever. This, this was Autumn's Rumspringer. What is that? <laughs> what is that? It's like some Amish thing where like people go on like an Amish spring break. Oh gall! <laughs> it I mean it was late nights. 
I don't want to go into it too much. I don't want to. Sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> Probably I not. Wasn't there, right? I wasn't there. <laughs> a little bit of a rebellious stage in my life, but it was, it was good. It was good. I really learned a lot about myself, you know. And then we got back together, and I helped moved you back home. Yeah, you moved me back home, <laughs> and then shortly after, I decided I was going to go up to Logan to yeah. study elementary education. Um. So I, I registered at Utah State, got an apartment up there, um, moved up there. See, we broke up again. Had big plans. We, we weren't together. We broke up again. Well, I don't think we ever were. When you moved me back to my mom's house, I don't think that we were, like, together. No, we dated a lot then. So it was on off. So we were back together. You yeah, moved yeah, me there. But you didn't move you were, me up to Logan. Because you were living in the basement, and I would come over and help you into the basement. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, I lived in the basement twice then. Yep. So yep. before Logan and after Logan, right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I registered at Utah State to go to elementary education. I wanted to be a school, school teacher. Um, before my accident, I really wanted to be a neonatal nurse. I think that reality hit me, and I just knew that that was impossible. You know? Yeah. I mean... I don't want to say it's not possible. It's probably possible, but it's just not ideal for a wheelchair. Um, and so I kind of went to like a backup plan of elementary education. Um, I found an accessible apartment, moved moved into it. Um, I was accepted, all the, all the things ready to go. Like I even had my plan all set out with like my counselor or whatever at the school and everything. So um, I didn't end up going to college. <laughs> At Utah State. <laughs> One thing I want to touch on is that every Utah campus, okay, maybe not every. I well, haven't been to, like, the community colleges well, and stuff, are Utah on a State, hill. Utah State, Weber State, University of Utah, and BYU are all on a hill. Yes. Yeah. So so I went to this appointment to meet with my counselor, and it was crazy getting there like you park and you're you're trying to get your wheelchair out on your own on a hill you're trying to wheel up this hill it's just exhausting so utah state really i think when i went and met with my counselor it was kind of like a dude this is going to be hard it's going to be so hard to do so um but i i still was going to do it i was there i had my apartment everything this is when nick and i started Getting a lot closer. It's, it's so funny that, like, the way I, I, like, think about it is when we were dating and on and off, whatever, like, it was like we loved each other and we knew it, but, like, we almost forced it. Like, yeah, let's, we, 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 we want to be together. But then we we're like, well, do we want to do this forever? I don't know. Yeah. So let's break up again. Can I put and, up with his jerk personality forever <laughs> when he gets mad? He, like, f- switches modes. Like, jerk. <laughs> and now I'll just be like, dude, you're being a jerk. Like, just know you're being, you're saying, you know, not that he has never said anything. He's never called me a name. He's never sworn at me. He's never said anything like that. But when I say he's a jerk, he just kind of says things how they are. <laughs> and it comes yeah. off really straightforward. He gets it from his dad. But, but yeah, so when I say he has this jerk personality, his brother Ben always calls him Peter Pan. It's one of his favorite characters. But he has kind of this attitude of like, I'm just going to be straightforward, you know. Um, oh, 
Weber State, I want to tell the story about Weber State. So oh. think about it. Utah State, Weber State, University of Utah. I don't know about BYU. BYU. It is. I just said this. Oh, you did? <laughs> Shoot. They're all on hill. So I want to talk about that time that I went to Weber State. It was a little bit later on in life. Nick's laughing at me. It was a little bit later on in life. Um, I believe we were married. And I was going to go to school again yep. for Weber State. Yep. And I had to go take the placement test because I didn't take my ACT. And I got there. I'm all feeling independent and all. Get out of my car with my chair. Start wheeling up campus. And I have to go to the testing center. And I run into a flight of stairs. And I'm like, there's no ramp in sight. Like, where is this ramp? So I go ask someone, how do I get to the testing center? They're like, oh, you have to go up this elevator and out those doors. So I do that. Well, I run into another flight of stairs. So come to find out you have to come in this other building, go up the elevator and out a certain set of doors. And it took just for two flights of stairs. I had to go in a building, up an elevator, over. In a building, up an elevator, over. And this is where we go back to the ADA laws of like, it's accessible. You know, there's a way. But There's a way. It's not going to be efficient time-wise or... You know, physically, but it it works. Yeah, yeah. And so after that, I was just like, dude, unless these classes are online, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you would get a routine. I'm sure you would know how to do it over time, but it is exhausting being on a hill in a wheelchair. Well, imagine like you looking through like a, a glass, like a window and you what you want is on the other side of that window and they're like oh you just have to go through this door right here on the right and then the door on the left and then then you open the door and you have to go through a maze just to get on the other side of that glass like there's so many times that that is really that's reality the reality of it is like Mm -hmm. it's so close but you're gonna have to go through a freaking labyrinth to get yeah. to that. And he can't walk while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you do it all from a wheelchair. And yeah. up an elevator that is down this, but Yeah. It's but, that's definitely a frustration. But yeah, so back to where we were, you had moved to Logan. Yeah. And I uh, and I started going down culinary the, school at UVU. Yeah, so doing culinary school so down. So we at UVU. were what? Three hours away from each other? Yeah. But this is this tells you how much how big of a fight we got in. Yeah, we were like, uh, you go that way, and I go I'm that going way. this way later, dude. And, and honestly, when I think about that, I don't know how long it was—a year, six months, nine months. Like that was honestly like one of the funnest times of my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was, I was in three places at once all the time. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you how much time I spent because I was living in Provo. I was playing a lot of hockey there. I was like, <laughs> like that's all I really did yeah. in Provo was like, all right, there's ice time on Tuesday at noon. <laughs> there's ice time on Wednesday at this time. I, yeah. I have my UVU has a hockey well, class. Well, let's be I, honest. I, I you had you, a girlfriend too. Yeah. So <laughs> whatever. But, you know. So after, after a little while of that, um, we just kind of slowly started talking again. Like always, we just kind of crept into each other's lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. It ended up that he would, like, come up to my apartment and stay for a couple days and then go home or... <laughs> the best was I would meet her somewhere and, like, we'd... Like, oh, I, his Audi sucked. Yeah. Did so we like, say that last episode? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hey, meet me in, you know, Brigham somewhere I can City park usually. my car. Yeah. You know? So I leave my car there 
And then I go in her car, and she, we would drive up to Logan. And then the next day, she'd drive me back. There was this one time where, uh, you we know. We got all the way back down to his car. And then, like, you know what? Let's I was like, back. just come back. And so I went back for another day. And then the next day, we drove back down. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, no, what's another day? Yeah. So I drove back up. We stayed. Yeah. For, I stayed for one night day. in particular. And I'm sorry, Mom. You didn't know that. And sorry, Janie, you didn't know that either. <laughs> but we're married now, so it's okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was one time that we just were up, and it was like, what, 3 a.m.? We uh, went to McDonald's and yeah. got Shark Week, Shark Week on Redbox. Um, yeah. Dude, that. there was no such thing as, like, Shark Week on TV. You had well, to get, no like— There was streaming. Well, there yeah. was on Discovery, but we didn't have cable. No. And, and so, like, even Netflix back then, there was no, like, online Netflix. Yeah, this was, was like, mail. send in the DVDs. I had two DVDs, and one I would send in to get Gossip Girl, and the other one I would send in for something for me and Nick to watch, and it was just like that. But we just got this, this Shark Week from Redbox. Watched Shark Week. I believe we ate mac and cheese at McDonald's that night. <laughs> we were up a long time. I think we had about three different dinners. Yeah. And watched other movies, but I do remember Shark Week. Yeah, but I really do feel like Logan was this point, like when I lived in Logan, and he he lived in dorms, so I never, or not dorms, he lived with roommates. Yeah. So I never really went down to Provo. And it was upstairs, and yeah. it was on BYU, like, Yeah, campus, there, there wasn't so. girls really allowed in your room and, like, you know, and all BYU that. Rules, so, so. so when Nick would come up to Logan, this was really the time that I felt like we connected. Yeah, and like I was gonna say, I mean, back before we kind of went around a loop before, but <laughs> like it was, it was a time when we like we weren't trying to force our relationship, and it just happened. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like we were both okay, like not being boyfriend girlfriend, yeah. you know, like official or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and we just were having fun. Yep. And we realized enjoyed that, like, each other's company, and we just really enjoyed being around each other. And yeah. I, and like, I really like was like you know. What? I love Autumn. So. Yeah. And this is, that's pretty, ultimately when we realized that we were probably going to get married eventually. So I sold my lease, yeah. didn't go to college. I, I mean, I said Autumn, I said, hey, if we're going to get married, we got yeah. to do, do it the right way. So. Yep. Yep. And, and I moved back down to West Point. At this point, Nick still had his apartment in Provo, right? Yeah, yeah I went from, like, pretty being, much. being in Provo from, like, Sunday night to, you know, Friday afternoon to, like, Monday Only morning there when you absolutely Thursday, had to be for classes. Um, Tuesday to <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> so when I moved back, I moved in with my friend Charlie. Yeah. And, and well, for Autumn, a while. Autumn was living in, I had kind of, like, like, whatever, I'm living back at home. I was in Provo less and less and less. And then, yeah. And Autumn was in Logan in this particular summer. Like, we hung out a lot. And so she would come down from Logan every day. Dude, I drove down every morning and drove back every night. There was one night. It was so foggy in Sardine Canyon. I called Nick, and I was bawling. I'm like, I don't want to pull over. Like, I got to keep going. But I, I like, literally could not see Yeah. in front of me. I was like, just go slow, but yeah. just keep moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did that for a long time where I drove down to West Point, drove back that night. And my mom my mom was at a, and, and my stepdad were at a place in their life where they had younger kids that had school the next morning. They had work the next morning. Their lifestyle wasn't the college lifestyle I was living. Yeah. So it really, for them, 
I at the time I was like they're they're so rude they won't let me live there but I get now as a mom the aspect of like I don't want you coming in super late at night and your your lifestyle and your schedule is totally opposite of ours you sleep in and then stay up all night you know yeah. so I I get it now but at that time I didn't move back home because yeah. <laughs> she kind of it was kind of like I'm gonna sleep over at Charlie's house. Yeah, but then it just and then slowly just kept they gave over. me my own room, and slowly I just stayed there. And you no, know, you guys shared a room, didn't you? No, oh. I had the room next to hers. Oh, and we watched Home Alone every night because that's and the like, only VHS we had for the TV. Shout that was in there. out to the Johnsons right now, like Johnsons. Yeah, Johnsons. I love them. I ha- it's been a while since I've talked to them, but I have all the love for Charlie and for her family and. They were nothing but like the sweetest to me. Yeah, and we I would go over there. I think we watched Super Bowl over there one year. Yeah, you like know. they were so kind and, and just we'd such come good, in genuine people at random times. And like, and like Autumn being, you know, not being able to like answer the door. Like I was on a just walk in the door, and they were totally fine with that. So yeah, like, we would just walk in at wee hours of the night, and like <laughs> I would just show up randomly, like during the day, like yep. I'm just here, here to, to grab bottom, you know. Yeah, and and the way that their house was set up was there was like a one step in, and then um, when you go in, it's like their front little area, and then there's like four, maybe five stairs up yeah. into their kitchen and where where the bedrooms were. So Nick really had to come get me. And if he wasn't there, usually then Charlie or someone would help me get my chair down and I would just crawl down the stairs. Um, but That's what we did, didn't we? Usually when, like, we'd leave the, stair, the, the chair at the bottom and I'd lift you up and carry you up the stairs, right? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, and if nobody was there, there were several times I, I carried my chair with me. So when I do that, it's the same thing where like my feet go down a stair, my bum goes down a stair, but... When I have my chair, I only have one hand. So I just hold on to the bar on the very back and just hold it. And then I have one arm to really do all the other things. Yeah. It's it's very hard. I I would prefer to not have to do it other than <laughs> when I'm desperate. Need, need to. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, my gosh, props to them. So I lived with them for a while. Definitely. Um, good times with Charlie and, and our friend Lauren was a, around a lot then, you know, bonfires. Yeah. That's when the first beaver games happened. Yeah, we yeah. all came to the beaver it games. It was like a caravan down to yeah. And- yeah. So good. And I think just at this point, Nick and I knew eventually we were going to get married. Yeah. So um, after being at Charlie's for a while, I moved back to my mom's house just briefly while Nick and I kind of like finalized wedding plans. Um you know, looked for houses. That's a whole nother, yeah, whole nother tangent. So, yeah, that's a good stopping point right there. Yeah, the rewind. I I feel like I want to mention that like during this time there was a lot of legal things happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. I I'm really choosy on the words I use because it is confidential. So. I, d- I don't want to elaborate on it, but... Well, if anybody's been in a car wreck that's any significance or whatever, there's usually some sort yeah, of... there's injuries legal action like Legal actions that go... Yeah. Just, that's just how the world is nowadays. Yeah, so and, from, from the time that I got hurt until this time at Charlie's house, there was legal things going on. So there yeah, was depositions. Yeah, and this and that. And, and 
it's it was psychologically so hard as a young girl to see someone put like whether it's a price on an injury or price on walking or whether it's a value of like your quality of life. Yes. Yeah. It That was very psychologically hard. I mean, going through these depositions and depositions, if you know what a deposition is, it, they drill you. They ask you over and over what well, happened. And, and you're you, like, dude, I just told you what happened. And you feel like you're, you've done something wrong. Yeah. When it's like, what did I do wrong? I rolled over like three times in a, whatever it is. And broke my back. Uh, what did you do wrong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to tell you my story. Yeah. So without going into too much detail, this went on for years. And it, it was really like a hard. I, I was just glad when it was over. Honestly, I was glad when it was all over. And I felt like I could honestly put that part behind me and move on. Yeah. It was necessary. But, I, you know. I had to, I, I was really definitely glad to move on with my life. So I felt like it was important to touch on that because that was a big part of my life, even though it's confidential and I don't really want to go into it. Um, that was a lot of things like behind the scenes of something that was going on yeah, up until is. this point, which was years, yeah. years. Um, so yeah, should we do I a, think we should stop there. Next time, go from there. Yeah. So we'll do a remember that one time. Yeah. Or that yeah. one time. Yeah, that one time. So one time we went we went to prom together. I, mean, I only went to two dances in high school, and Autumn actually only went to two dances. They were actually the same dance. I think we talked about that already. But so we went to prom together, and we went to the Kobe restaurant yeah. in Ogden. Yeah, with Arjet. Arjet. And... I think his date was Emily or something. Back oh, in the Shalisa. Day. It was Shalisa. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. forgot. He dated an Emily for a minute there. Blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blonde Emily. And anyway. Then, <laughs> and then Pick and Jen were there, too. Pick and Jen, yep. So we went to Kobe, and we were going down, like, the In ramp. Fa- pause. I stood for pictures. For she prom did. pictures. At your I, mom's house. Yep. At the apartment. Yep. At the apartment. Um, When I lived with my mom, I stood for pictures, and... That's not very often. Yeah. So. I'll have to post those. We've had a few pictures that, you know, I'm like, hey. Stand up. Stand up. Hockey games. Hockey games. Anyway. So we're going down the ramp or we're going up the ramp. Was it when we got there going? I think we were leaving. I think it's when you pulled my chair out. But we didn't know. Okay. Nope. It was up the wood ramp. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we're going up the wood ramp and... Her wheel, like, just fell off. Her front wheel. Yeah. And, like, her back wheels, like, they come off pretty easy. Yeah. And, like, you put them on, and it's just this little button. Yeah. But the front wheels, like... They're screwed. They're bolts. And so, like, like we're just like, uh, what just happened? I lost the bolt, didn't I? Yeah. Because it was dark. when it was, like, the ramp was, like, a, a It slotted, was, like, wood. Yeah, like, a slotted, like, bridge almost. You yeah. Know, kind of thing. So, we just had to, like, put the wheel up in it. And not wheelie at all. Yeah, and, like, just keep the pressure on it. So, I mean, it was kind of like, let's get through dinner, and then we'll worry about this. So, had dinner, whatever, and then we went to prom, but it was like, 
Even throughout prom, though, like... It would just fall off randomly, because, I mean, in a wheelchair, you just don't realize how often you, you lean back and kind Well, of you do wheelies to get, I mean, like I said... Over bumps, over any bumps. Yeah, like you, I said a couple episodes ago, when you wheel, or when Nick's pushing me, you do this thing where you look at the ground and you kind of look for what's coming, because if there's a huge crack, if there's a big, like, if it, there's uneven, a ledge... Uneven, uneven Yeah, then if you hit that with your front casters, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're going to fall out. So these, when we can't wheelie, this is a hard thing. Yeah. So, I mean, prom that year, though, was was good. Yeah, it was I, you stood me up for a dance, we I think. We did dance one time, and it was. I think the dance itself was my least favorite part of the day. Yeah. What did we do for our day date? I don't think we had a day date. We, we chilled in the basement, probably. Yeah. <laughs> High school pastime, just yep. into the basement. <laughs> the VK basement it was bomb. So, yeah, we, we basically, we spent the whole night with my chair broken. Yeah, and, like, it was just, like. I remember getting to dinner with, and Chase and Jen were just, like, is everything okay? And we're, like, her wheelchair's broken. And they were just, like, <laughs> we don't even know what to do, you know. But we didn't let it ruin it. And no. We just kept on. We, we went to prom. We had a blast. And we did. It was a like, good time. I think we were only there for like 30 minutes. I was like, this, no wonder I didn't go to that many high school dances. I think we went back to the basement. High school dances suck. <laughs> I think we went back to we the basement after. We probably went after. back to the basement, yeah. <laughs> and played games or whatever. I don't know. Do you remember when you guys used to play like baseball in the basement? Basement baseball? Basement baseball. Do you remember that time when you guys had like bases and you hit the hit the ball and you guys would run from base to base in the <laughs> basement did. i remember i have played every sport in that basement we have played volleyball we have played basketball we have played soccer we have played a lot of hockey a lot you know? of floor hockey we used to play on the on the one on the one, <laughs> on the one. i forgot about on the one football a little football in the one game <laughs> good a, times out of pocket quarterbacks you know no Remember that time you guys had a poster and you were dropping Reese's Puffs on the poster and flipping <laughs> yeah. it up? What the heck? This has nothing to do with No, we just, just basement, basement uh, pastimes. If anybody hung out in the basement, you know you exactly. Know. You it, know. It was, it was a transformer room. <laughs> yeah. It was like all the good times mixed in one, so. But yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely, it was a fun time. Yeah. A fun time in our life, and... Just let you guys know that uh, you're not your effing limitations. You know, you're not your effing pressure sores. You're not your effing relationships. Or you're not your effing, you know, wheel falling off. Yeah. And you're not your effing chair. 